Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Joe underhand scoop to Donovan. Splits the defense, gets in the lane, high right-hand floater up and in. Donovan put both feet down and just jacking the box up high above the defense. Floated up and in Utah by 11. Favors, hands to Clarkson. Clarkson will fire a three. Oh, my. Jordan Clarkson is shooting at a hula hoop. Clarkson is 9 of 12. He's got six threes. Here's Ben on a drive in the lane. Right-hand lamp. He's done it again. Quinn Snyder calls timeout. Ben Simmons going left to right. He's got 38. Ingles blocks to come back in. Clarkson, left corner, three. Got it! It's a franchise record. Eight, three in a game for Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson comes off the bench to score 40 points. Ben Simmons goes for 42. The Jazz get the win. They beat Philadelphia 134-123. PK, that is eight in a row and 19 of the last 20. Are you running out of superlatives or did Walter Cronkite bless you with quite the vocabulary? Well, I mean, I think we all know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? We're, we're out of superlatives. Okay. So we're just laughing instead. Sounds good. Because it's redonkulous. It is redonkulous. It is completely redonkulous. My thing is, it's crazy. I mean, they're 19 and 1 in the last 20. I and mean, that's just all time. I mean, it's not an all time record. Somebody's going, we know teams have gone 20 and 0, very few. But they keep winning ball games, and I keep turning on the whatever programs and listen to NBA radio yesterday, and it's, oh, man, everything is a year but. Yeah, but, I should say. Yeah, but, you know, the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. There's only one guy, and I listened to NBA radio a whole bunch yesterday for some reason, and, and I watched the jump. I hardly ever do that. <laughs> and, uh, but I wanted to make sure, you know, just, uh, just to watch this stuff. It's this time of year. What else am I going to do? I'm not going to be doing yard work or golfing, obviously. And there's one guy, one guy who stood up for them during the interviews that I saw and heard. And that man, you know him well. It was Thurl Bailey. They had him on uh, NBA radio. And so I was saying, yeah, they're contender. And, yeah, I put that out the other day. I put it out as a joke. Antonio Daniels doesn't think that <laughs> Mitchell should be. I mean, it was, I guess I should have inserted joke. If you took that seriously, the joke's on you, my friends. Uh, so I, I guess there's that stuff out there, man. And even Ryan Smith in his interview on television said, you know, they don't give out trophies in February, which I think they should. And if you're going to give out a trophy for the Jazz right now, what would it be? Because we don't have enough trophies. You get growing up, you get trophies for everything, participation trophies. But then, like you got a trophy for winning city something or other, something or other of the year. You know, I presented you with a trophy, and now you don't get trophies. So you get all this love as a kid, and then it drops off. I think they should get a trophy for for having the best record in the first half or something like that. I have seen uh, Jalen Rose stick up for the Jazz, but it is it is a short list. It, these things just don't come around very often, so who knows what June and July hold. I mean, if we've seen anything the last couple weeks, 
You know, team's health can change pretty quickly. So you just got to enjoy it for what it is. But how often do you see jazz teams go on a roll like this for a month or two? I, I guess if you're, you know, if you're 45 or you remember when the statues did it, but it just doesn't happen that often. And it's you just better savor it when you're going through it. I mean, you can worry about what comes later, later. You just don't get runs like this very often. And they got down by 14 against Philadelphia. And normally that would lead to a lot of negativity on Twitter. But I think everybody's just waiting. Well, when are they going to go on a run? And how big is the run going to be? And how long before this game gets close again? And they had the lead in the second quarter. They had the lead at halftime. They never trailed again. Yeah, double-digit leads, unless they're 30 in the first half. Sure, really but Twitter isn't a place for rationality. Well, get and... the hell off Twitter. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you on Twitter for? Because <laughs> jazz fans are there, and everyone expected them to go on a run. And they yeah, did. But this, uh, jazz fans. Is, at best, this is like at best, they're going to only be 20% of jazz fans, because that's so many people on Twitter in the, in the real world. So I mean, it's a small, small minority here. Well, Tobias Harris had 36, Ben Simmons had 42, but with uh, Embiid out, they didn't have that many guys to go with him, and the Jazz gets six guys into double figures. And Hey, we don't know how to defend these guys. We gave up 123 points. Let's just go score 134. It's another example of a team that can, that can win different ways. And on this night, it was just outscore. You know, on another night, they're able to defend. One night, it's... Uh, Mitchell going off, another night it's Ingles, and tonight it's Clarkson. The loss of Embiid had no bearing on it because those two guys wouldn't have been scoring that many points. Yep. So the Jazz are off tonight. They're going to play the Clippers tomorrow, and they're going to play the Clippers again Friday, both those games in L.A. And the Clippers played last night as well. Let's get to the NBA. Hashtag NBA. Draymond up top, Mulder screens for Curry. Curry gets open. Three ball good. You knew it was going in as soon as he released it, his seventh of the night. Irving played by Robinson. Pulls up from three and hits. 40 for Kyrie Irving. 132 to 117 nets. Nine of 11 from three is Kyrie Irving. Come on. Up top, Randall. Deep three pointer. And it's good for Julius Randall. Knicks keep the possession alive, quickly saves it, and Randall with a 40-point night. A lot of highlights from around the league there. The Clippers beat the Miami Heat 125-118. And PK, they did it without their stars. Got to be impressed with that. Six guys in double figures. No Kawhi Leonard, no Paul George. No problem. Clippers win again. Yeah, this is great news for the Jazz. Because Marquise Morris is not going to shoot six of eight from three, and uh, eleven of uh, fifteen from the field very often, and or that's Marcus Morris. I said his other twin brother, but Marcus isn't going to do that. Uh, I don't know that Coffee, some kid out of Minnesota, is going to go five for seven. Uh, Zubac is not going to go nine for eleven. Just, they're, they're not that good. So they had big, huge games. And they shot 55% from the field and 47% from three. They're not capable of doing that two, three games in a row. So this guarantees the Jazz a minimum of a split. Guarantee. The other highlights you heard in there, you heard uh, some big nights. Julius Randle, 44 points. The Knicks beat the Hawks, 123-112. to 112. 
Also, uh, Bradley Beal, a big game. He had 37 points as the Wizards took down the Rockets 131 to 119. And Steph Curry, a 36 point game. Warriors picking up a win. They blew out Cleveland 129 to 98. That's because they sat Andre Drummond, and then our man, Draymond Green, went off about it afterward. He does not like the double standard. Yeah, James Harden wasn't playing hard at the end in Houston. Nobody's going to argue that. Yeah, I saw it. He's talking about Drummond and how it's such such a double standard. You've got to be a professional if they sit you because they want to trade you. But if you want them to trade you, then you're a bad guy. And it's a double standard, and quite frankly, he's very upset with that. And before the game, Cavaliers coach J.B. Bickerstaff, whose father, of course, was an NBA coach, uh, said the decision to sit Drummond came only after consulting both Drummond and his agent about the situation. (laughs) And they're doing it with Blake Griffin in Detroit. And Troy Weaver used to be here with the Jazz. An extensive conversation with Blake's representatives has been determined that we begin working to facilitate a resolution. I mean, so... So apparently, like everybody there in those two situations is on the same page, but somebody didn't. Somebody didn't get Draymond on the same page. Yeah. Well, the thing about Draymond is, <laughs> he said why they, worry about this week? Uh, yeah. Next week we'll have another one. Well, when he's talking about Harden, they castrated Harden. I'm like, that who, who did that? What? What are you talking about? Why? Do, why do, in our country, it you'd rather be the victim than not. Oh, man. Go ahead and be the victim. The world is going to go on with or without you playing the victim. Play the victim all you want. What difference does it make? Lakers star Anthony Davis going to miss at least two to three weeks with calf strain. Suffered Sunday. Also re-aggravated the Achilles tendinosis that he missed two games with last week. So now I don't think there's anybody who follows the league who expects to see him before the NBA All-Star break, and then afterwards we'll have to see. He'll be reevaluated then, and then we'll see how how much longer they want to rest him, but at least through the break. Seems. This is so awesome. I got a source. I got a source. <laughs> 11.56 Sunday, p.m. I was awoken, awakened uh-huh. with a text that said, AD's down until after the All-Star break. Makes sense, but it'll bummer that he'll miss the first Jazz matchup. <laughs> I got a source. Did you tweet it out, though? Come on, PK. No, I'm not on Twitter on that. I, mean, I, I The more you two run to Twitter, you know what that's going to make me do. That's going to make me go the other way. It was almost midnight. I would have been irritated, except I didn't have to get up early the next day because we were off yesterday. <laughs> so it literally woke me up because I didn't silence my phone. And uh, I read it. Uh, Okay, well, there you go. Breaking news. My source inside the Laker organization. And then I went back to bed. I figured, well, this is Adrian's job. Let him do it tomorrow. I did text DJ, though, when I woke up. He did. (laughs) Just text me. I'll tweet it out for you. Uh, I didn't tweet it out either. (laughs) Because he didn't believe me. No, I did believe you. (laughs) I absolutely believed you. DJ and PK. Play the victim. Hashtag college basketball. BYU basketball gets a verbal commitment from Atiki Ali. Atiki Ali Atiki? Correct. Atiki Ali Atiki. 
been playing for the London Basketball Academy in Ontario, Canada for two years. Had offers from San Diego State, West Virginia, Oklahoma. Has decided to go to BYU. It's a verbal commitment. So the recruiting will continue until the papers are signed. Wow, this is crazy. He was playing uh, uh, for a team in London in California. Right? No, not that Ontario. Ontario, Canada. Oh. Well, I'm a U.S. guy. If you're going to say Ontario, I'm going to think the United States. The Ontario airport. The one L.A. Yeah, airport I go. haven't flown into. Have you never been to Ontario? Huh? I've never flown into Ontario. Okay. Well, it's okay. I found out in that airport that Frank Sinatra had died. Random association. I like it. <laughs> I, was, I, was de- I found out in that airport that Mike Piazza was traded. So I've been in and, out, in and out of that airport many times. Well, you can't have enough big guys if you're going to compete with Gonzaga, so hopefully he can play. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have any guy. clue. No idea either. Utah forward Michael Yontanen has departed the program temporarily to join the Finnish national team to play in the EuroBasket qualifier games. He ex- expected to rejoin the team at the end of the month. PK, highly unusual. It's next week. but uh, how, long, well, how long will it take for college basketball to catch on in this, in this country if people don't prioritize the competition here? I don't know how long will it take for soccer if people don't prioritize the competition exactly. here. <laughs> so if you're going to rip on them, you better rip on your precious soccer. <laughs> so <laughs> they do it all the time. This is this is news. The other one isn't really news. Nope. It's, the other one happens all the time. And yeah. this is there've been there've been a lot of foreign players at US colleges. St. Mary's obviously for those of us here is probably the team that's had the most guys, but they've been all over the place, including in local programs. Brazilians yeah. at BYU and and I mean this kid's here because obviously, you know, back in the day Hano Metala was here. Yeah, and you just read Buchos Buchos Galli is going to <laughs> Buchos, take off. Buchos Galli. <laughs> he has no <laughs> lateral quickness. So the, the thing about it is that Larry committed to allowing him to do that. So Larry said yes. I, I think we, we know, and I've been saying this for years, foreign guys, once you bring them in, this is their second priority. I mean, even in the NBA. Would you rather win an Olympic gold with your national team, or would you rather win an NBA title? If they're 100% being honest, they're going to tell you an Olympic gold with their national team. That's just the way it is. Doesn't mean they don't ball out over here by any stretch. So they can coexist easily. But the national means way more. To the American, if you were to ask Donovan Mitchell, it would be about winning an NBA title. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime you hear the uh, Shaq getting on Barkley, well, I got an Olympic medal. You don't ever hear that, right? <laughs> Whereas you'd be national heroes if you did it wherever else in the world. It's just not the same. And we don't want to have real talk on this because somehow we think we're getting I don't think I don't think you're getting gypped on it. This is just the way it is. This is the way they believe. And then you had the COVID situation, which screwed up the calendar. And then thirdly, what the hell are the Utes playing for? So why not? Utes will be playing the Oregon schools this week. 
DJ. Yeah, I know. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Uh, our goals are going to be pretty simple. It's to win championships, um, to get in the college football playoffs, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're excited about that, and then to play in New Year's Six Bowl games. That's Gus Malzahn. He is the new head coach at UCF. Five years, $11.5 million. Of course, he was at Auburn. They let him go. He was 68-35 and 35 overall, 37-29 and 29 in the SEC over eight seasons. And if he has some success at UCF, where they've had some pretty good teams, he'll be back in the SEC or the ACC or somebody will come calling. So, I mean, he can announce all the team goals he wants, and his goal would be get back into a Power 5 gig. Really? You think so? Yeah, I do. Okay. Oregon Ducks starting quarterback Tyler Shuck entered his name into the NCAA transfer portal as a grad transfer over the weekend. He'll have three seasons of eligibility remaining wherever he lands. Uh, A little surprising here, PK, because he played so much and he seemed to be the future, but he didn't get to play as much in the bowl game. They had another vet they wanted to play. They've got another four-star recruit coming in, and Tyler Shuck is out of there. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, he got benched. What was it? Was it the festival? Uh, Brown, Boston College. Anthony Brown. Boston College kid came in and... And this, uh, he's a Phoenix kid, this Shuck. And so this uh, star recruit you speak of, his name is Thompson, and he's a Phoenix kid. <laughs> <laughs> so the talent continues to flow one way out of the Grand Canyon State. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Former NFL wide receiver Vincent Jackson was found dead yesterday in a Florida hotel room. According to the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, he played in the NFL for 12 years, was All-Pro three times, played in San Diego with the Chargers, in Tampa Bay with the Bucks. hasn't played in the league since 2016, still not even 40 years old yet, and he's 38. Uh, that was shocking news, no sign of uh, foul play. Twins Marquise and Mike Pouncey, who started for the Steelers and Chargers as centers, announced their retirement from the NFL together over the weekend. Twins doing everything together, PK. I think that's awesome, you know, because they're like 31, 32 years old. Made a lot of money, played a lot of games, get out of there, and uh, got a lot of stuff that you probably want to do, and you have the finances probably to go do it. And the Friday news dump, Jaguars... Chris Doyle was only briefly the Jaguars' Chris Doyle, but too much blowback there, and he went to Urban Meyer, conveniently on a Friday night, and decided he was out of here. Well, Urban Meyer, if you're expecting him to hire a bunch of Boy Scouts, you're probably kidding yourself. That's not what he does. I mean, we know in Florida he had so many guys arrested, we know Ohio State with the coach and all that stuff. It's just it's not who he is. He's looking to win. I, I, on some level, I'm bothered by this because, Urban, you told us you did all your work. I, I, I guess I don't understand how you can justify it and then not have it happen. Why spend all that time justifying it? If you believe in something and you believe that you're right, like uh, Mark Cuban, why 
you didn't want to play the anthem or you weren't sure about it? I don't know. The NBA players, they knelt in the summer because it was a just cause, and now the cause is over in, the, in that way. And, and what, what, what is going on here as far as that? And I don't know this guy's background and all the stuff that he said that he's accused of doing is just awful. I don't want to make sure that that's abundantly clear. But, you know, we've got on video a, a guy punching a girl. And he's, he's going into his fifth year into the NFL. So it comes down to how much blowback do you get then? <laughs> and Urban only did it because he got blowback from somebody inside the organization. I don't know. I have another no executive or the owner. I can't imagine anything else that made Urban do it. I don't, I don't think he cares what's written or said, so I can't imagine it was that. And I could be wrong, but I just can't imagine that. I assume somebody inside the organization didn't like it, whether it's, you know, the owner, you know, front office. Well, I don't assume anything, yeah. so I have no idea. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Well... We're all going to be shoveling snow. But elsewhere in the world, pitchers and catchers begin reporting for spring training. Arizona and Florida ramping up. Major League Baseball season scheduled to begin April 1st. And here it is, February 16th. Pitchers and catchers going to work, PK. Get on a plane. Get to the Valley of the Sun. Opening day is 44 days away. I follow MLB and they have this countdown. And every morning I look at it and I feel better. (laughs) <laughs> the smaller that number gets. <laughs> because you really like to watch baseball or because you know it means better weather for us? Well, I think obviously it's both in that situation. But, yeah, I mean, this is this is more of a childhood thing rather than a Phoenix thing and a uh, Los Angeles thing. Because the advent of spring in those two communities are nice, but the problem with Phoenix is that meant the summer is that much closer, and those are just awful, and they last so long. They last a good May to, to November, uh, the end of October, just blistering heat. And one of the reasons why these kids leave, because they're so sick of it. Uh, but uh, when I was a kid, man, I just couldn't wait for spring. I hated winter, even as a kid. Uh, I've told this story. I would look at the Sunday paper, the Star-Ledger, and see when the Mets and Yankees were going to play their spring training games and which games were going to be on television. And they would start like 1 o'clock. And I took the bus to school. Even as a first grader, I took the bus to school. And if they were on, I would sprint home to watch the last couple of innings, knowing that, man, it's going to be closer, even realizing spring comes way earlier here than it does in those places. And so I'd watch number 97, you know, who had no chance those first few, you know, those games. <laughs> the spring they, training, they, by the way, if you're yeah. getting home at the seventh or eighth inning, yeah. man. But the starters, they are... They are out after two at bats. Thanks for playing. Who's up yeah. to bat right now? Yeah, I don't know. And I would just wish it would get here so soon. And then opening day, opening day in baseball just reminds me of my childhood and things that you have positive memories from your childhood. I think they stay with you your whole life. And if you have an opportunity, even a sliver, to relive that, I think all of us, whatever whatever that childhood memory is, it doesn't have to be baseball. It could be anything. If you have a positive memory, it could be a song. It could be going to a place that you went with your parents and siblings to get ice cream. Whatever it might be. Neater friends! Posi- <laughs> have a positive memory from your childhood. It literally will stay with you your whole life. And it will be a warm memory for you forever. I only went to Neater Frank's because that's where Grandpa took Dad when he was a little kid. So 
Dieter right. Frank's Family Ice Cream, National City. And I'm living in New Jersey where the winters are brutal. And to know Florida, and everything there was Florida. Everybody talked about Florida. Of course, so naturally, I, lo- I looked west because everybody was always talking about South Florida. So, you know, I had to go the opposite direction and ended up getting into living into that part of the country. Uh, sort of somewhat ironic for me. But, yeah, I'm excited. That spring, especially here, man. Who doesn't like spring? We get a lot of rain in the spring, but we also get some nice days. And then summers here are just gorgeous. Former Utah baseball star C.J. Corona has signed a minor league deal with the Colorado Rockies. He's 31 now, and he had season-ending surgery after suffering ligament damage in his left knee in 2020. So, give it another shot, PK. Former Ute, Mr. Cron. Yeah. You can can overcome the knee stuff. That doesn't have to be. I mean, it could be career-ending, but it doesn't have to be. Well, his brother is in the minor leagues. His dad is a high school coach in Arizona, so he'll probably be a some type of baseball guy forever and ever, and good for him. And if he doesn't make a bag, he's already played in the bigs a number of years, and so he's realized the dream. Right, we're going to get to college football. There's more, I'm getting word that Utah is strongly being considered for a uh, DB transfer out of Oklahoma, and he was a five-star kid. So uh, we'll see if that plays out. That would be a great addition to their football team. You mean Hadley Riles, Boogie? Yeah, that's the, what's his first name, though? I mean, they call him Boogie, but what's his first name? I don't even know what his first name is. I don't know. I just know it's Boogie Hadley Riles is what yeah, most people call, call him. Boogie, right. But uh, his buddy, his best buddy, is this pledger kid, this running back from Oklahoma, transferred already to Utah. And they, they've known each other, played together a little bit before college. So that will be a great addition if it comes to pass. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, our basketball insider, Steve Cleveland, will be here at 830. Andrew Greif, Clippers writer for the LA Times at 930. The Jazz picking up a victory. The question of the day as the beat goes on. We will get to that. Next, Jazz fans, stay with us. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes Your Toast is brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. At Jerry Seiner Cadillac, you can shop your way and get a piece of luxury you deserve. Stop by and test drive one today. Question of the day that's up on Facebook. Jazz are rolling now at 23 and 5. How much can they pull away from the Lakers now that Anthony Davis is out? Brad believes the Lakers are too good to fall far behind. We just need to keep winning as many games as we can and stay in the top spot. They're not yeah, going to fall that far back, PK. I think it's a major blow. I mean, they're, they're so top heavy. So uh, what you want is the opportunity to have the Lakers and Clippers play each other. You don't want to blow this opportunity. 
So you want your first-round matchup, whoever is that uh, eighth seed, and they're going to have that playoff, so whoever it is. And then uh, assuming the seeds hold, uh, four or five, you never really know. Obviously, it's the closest you can get. Uh, so whoever comes out of that four or five, you want to beat them and, the, and, and then play the winner of the Clippers-Lakers, and you want that thing to go seven. So this is a grand opportunity, man. You are presented with a phenomenal opportunity now to get the one seed and have those two. It's a big thing if those two have to play each other in the second round. Uh, nobody wants to see that except you. <laughs> this is horrible. Way too early. I mean, the league wants the two L.A. teams to square off against each other. They want that story, uh, and they want it to be for the the crown of the, I guess, you know, if you consider uh, – a title in the Western Conference. Well, you get a trophy, PK. You were just talking about that in the last segment. They give I you... think we need more trophies at the pro level. Yeah, we do. Conference we we trophies. Don't, we don't have enough trophies. And for us, it means something. I mean, we keep talking about Jordan Clarkson, the sixth man of the year, as if that's some coveted prize. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Let him have it. Uh, so that's a big deal to have that happen. And, you know, I'm, I'm listening to, as I said, some national. So I'm flicking around yesterday, and they came up with uh, that if Anthony Davis's injury is an issue, well, now the one I was listening to, many shows, the, 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 this, this really sets up the Brooklyn Nets to win the title. Like, oh, wait a second. Here. <laughs> forgetting about somebody? Nope. Nope. Yeah. All about New York, baby, and star power. It's one after another, the amount of disrespect and the overlookage towards this team now. And I, I, I thought about tweeting each time, but I got blowback, and I'm sick of getting blowback, especially when I'm messing around. Who gives a crap with Anthony da- or Anthony, <laughs> Antonio Davis? That was the whole point of the tweet. And I guess it wasn't uh, satirical enough. I thought it was obvious, uh, and I wasn't being serious. Like, who cares? None of that stuff matters. But it is reaching epic levels for a team that's won 19 out of 20. You know, if they had been, if they were just a, a pedestrian 17 and 3, I can see it. But 19 and 1, and you're still talking about these other teams, and, and, and talk about these other teams, that's fine. But give the Jazz equal due. It's like I said with Shaq. Well, say that Mitchell hasn't won anything. But then put in Lillard and Paul George and Westbrook and blah 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 blah. You know, all the way up down. Hardened. Yeah, yeah. Don't just single out this young man as if that's unusual and it's so noteworthy. Because look at he hasn't done it. <laughs> There's actually way more folks who haven't done it than who have done it. And those are some all pretty good players. There's literally first ballot Hall of Famers that didn't win at all. Uh, so. It's not that unusual, but to single out somebody, particularly when you did it, that raises my eyebrow. And it's the same thing here. They're 19-1. and They're just one incredibly hot shooting game away by the Nuggets of winning 20 in a row. (laughs) (laughs) That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's that's a staggering amount of wins, and we you know we can, what are we going to do now? We're going to say, well, there's no fans in the stands. Is that the reason why? 
we didn't get into it. Uh, Utah State won't let Boise go play at another arena to have fans, but Utah State can have fans in their arena. Not sure what that is about. Uh, they agreed to the <laughs> arena. They don't have to change their mind. We've already negotiated this. We're not revisiting it. Was it because of fans? Or I'm not sure. Nor do I give a crap. I mean, I just I don't know. The fans make any difference there. Uh, you know, if if they said like twenty thousand, maybe, but a, a couple of thousand, is that why the Jazz have been doing it? Are we gonna are we gonna come up with another thing? You know, Mitchell in the oh, it's in the bubble, and there was something to that when you see a player like Jamal Murray go way beyond what he normally does. Mitchell went beyond what he normally does too. I don't necessarily know that it was way beyond, and there was more logical explanation. Well, Bogdanovich is out, so there's more shots, and you know he took advantage of that. But, you know, what what are we saying now? Well, what, what's the reason? And, you know, I sort of live my life that way in the working world, being overlooked so I can relate. And it seems like the Jazz are being overlooked again. Well, that's good, isn't it? Everybody wants to play the victim. That gives you something to get motivated over. They're overlooking us. Nobody believes in us. So it works. So embrace it. I can't respond to them because I'm not in their shoes. I can respond to the average fan because that's all I've ever been. I'm just a fan. I've never played the game. I've never showed on a screen. I, I don't, I've never dove into the hoop or to the post. Where are you supposed to dive? Or flash? Which one is it? You flash to the post. Oh, I thought it was dive, too. Uh, let me get my Dive is when you're setting a pick and roll, like I'd say, at the top of the key. Uh, then you dive okay. to the hoop. Because yeah, I put away my football for dummies chip block out of the a gap took me about 10 years to learn what that thing meant uh and i'm just i'm kind of getting the concept of the wheel route i don't have it completely i think that's uh, a lie i think you do have it completely <laughs> it's more sarcasm that nobody gets that's your problem your sarcasm is so finely finely hey, tuned hey, hey listen man uh, the jazz have won 19 out of 20 we're in our 19th year it's uh, hey 19 you know we're all we're back to the Jazz uh, when they made the playoffs 19 years in a row. So all this basketball talk, all I know is they're winning a ton of games. I don't know that they can use a set of motivation. I suppose they would to an extent. But they're not getting the love commiserate with the amount of winning. I mean, I think that's obvious. I mean, I don't see how you could disagree with that. Okay, but is that just because you're here? You haven't given Milwaukee no. a lot of love, and they've had the best record in the regular season two years in a row, but you've doubted them, and then you've been proven right because they've gotten beaten in the playoffs. So Because you told me the East was garbage. They're not doing it in the East. See, that is a big difference and an important <laughs> distinction. <laughs> so, Nor have they played yeah. the best teams in the West, though. I mean, the Lakers and Clippers are second and third, and they did play Phoenix, who's fourth, and they lost Phoenix. They played the Clippers about? once. Milwaukee they played the, the Clippers once. The Jazz. So oh, the Jazz are... One and one against the next three best teams in the West this year. So you can slice that any way you want. It's just the regular season has, I mean, sometimes the team with the best regular season record wins the title, but it's been the last three years they haven't. The Rockets had their 65 win season and then got beat by the Warriors. Okay, and, well, and LeBron, I think, has had the best regular season once on the way to his. This is the best regular season record once on the way to his four titles. So you just have to look over your shoulder and say, "Mm, if LeBron's got his team together, you know, who knows? I mean, health of a team in June or July is impossible to predict now. That has nothing to do with the Jazz, though. 
Sure, these are all the reasons people are overlooking the Jazz. No, 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 Your counter-argument is they don't have to overlook them this completely. They should at least be putting them in the conversation. However many times, if you spend 10 minutes on the Nets, (laughs) spend 10 minutes on the Jazz. This isn't about the Lakers. Everybody knows that he's all that. He's a -a once-in-a-lifetime player. We understand that. And Davis, uh, he's pretty good. He's fragile. He's not uh, uh, an Iron Man in that way. Uh, LeBron has turned into a letter carrier in terms of, man, put him out there. He's good to go. And he's an amazing, phenomenal, producing player, just like letter carrier was all those years. And bigger and stronger and just buff as can be. You know, I think LeBron obviously is uh, more talented than Malone, but that takes nothing away from Malone's game. He was incredible for many, many years. So it's the same type of thing. Uh, but fine. This isn't that. That's the Lakers conversation. I want Jazz conversation. I don't want Laker conversation when I'm talking about the Jazz. They need to be talked about. This is a story. Not don't yeah, but and doubt where they're going to end up. Tell me why they're where they are. I want to know now. They're 19 and one. When we get to January of next year and you can look back and say, well, they didn't do it or they did do it, whatever, it's this summer as it's happening. But don't that that's down the road. Tell me now. We, we got networks now that go 24-7. So there's plenty of time. It's not <laughs> like when I first heard sports radio. It was on 55 KOI in Phoenix, 55 a.m. It went from 10 p.m. to midnight. And then a couple years later, your boy Hacksaw came along and went on KTAR from 6 to 8. The high-speed sports wire. And then they fled. They always fed into the Dodgers. It was the Dodger station. And so with the time difference, that was the time for Dodger baseball. And I got to hear Vin. That's how I grew up after I moved. I grew up on Vin Scully uh, because he was they, they broadcast the, the game. So from 14 on, I listened to Vin Scully a lot in, in, in the Valley. And the way the timing was, 6 to six to 8. And that was it. You know? But now, we're 24-7 in multiple stations. So, to me, there's no excuse. You got round-the-clock deal. You should be talking about them. Don't give me, yeah, but. When, that's down the line. Why are we going, yeah, but? I want to talk now about, tell me, if you're doing your job, you need to tell me why this team is 19-1 and in their last 20. It's time for yeah, but two. But not the lead. Not skipping, not, the, not skipping over the, hey, they're top five in both offense and defense. Yeah, if you want to include that, but, it, you know, that's not the lead. Lead being what they teach you in journalism school. The inverted pyramid style. That's how you were taught to write. <laughs> you do the, the most important stuff at the top, and then you narrow it down to the less important at the bottom. That's the way I was taught. Uh, I'm, I'm an old fogey, so I don't know if that, that's now you have an opinion that's outrageous and get a click. <laughs> that's probably, I can't imagine that's what they're teaching in journalism school. I don't know, but that's what we're producing anyway. Uh, so, and, and, all, and all this stuff here and, and talk radio really isn't journalism. It's a lot of ex-players and some dweeb like myself uh, anchoring it. It's entertainment. And, uh, Hit the singing drops, yak. Away you go. Yeah. And I've made that transformation, which is why, you know, I don't find something out at midnight on Sunday and I'm going to go run to Twitter and, and put it out there, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's, that's for others. 
to do all that stuff. I know what I know, and believe it or don't, it doesn't really matter to me. But I want the Jazz to have equal representation. They deserve equal representation. Why does it always have to be about the Lakers, Robbie wants to know. Can't we just enjoy the Jazz wins without having to hear the Lakers this and the Lakers that every damn day? Well, because they've been in half the finals <laughs> yeah. in the history of the league. And they won, the, they won it last year. And Jazz fans want the title, and the path is going to go through L.A. That's why this is a big deal, to have Anthony Davis out. Because if you can solidify, and you're right, LeBron, I don't think he needs it. I believe every team who wins a title, they don't actually need it. Uh, and certainly he doesn't. But what you want is for them to have to play each other. I mean, because look at it. You've got a fragile guy in Anthony Davis, right, because of his health. And I don't take any pleasure in saying that, but that's the history of this. This And he's a phenomenal player, but that's his history. So you're not that far behind. Well, if you have the Clippers, maybe they can beat them. Maybe you can't even beat the Clippers, so it doesn't matter. But uh, a, a little, what's that phrase you said, tendonitis, whatever it was, in the foot? Uh, tendinosis. Tendinosis. He sits out a game or two. That could be huge for, for the Jazz. Absolutely huge. All right, DJ and PK, we got to take a break. More of your reaction coming up. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, at 8.30 right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Love me two times, baby. One for tomorrow, one for today. Dun, dun, dun. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Eric Weddle joining us. You look at Tom, and there was no hesitation there when he was asked about next year. He's like, I'm coming back. I just can't figure out how, at 43 years old, a guy can keep doing that. Well, he rarely gets hit, so he probably feels great, right? His body doesn't hurt like the majority of us that play different positions that played a long time. And once you get a taste of the success, right, like you get to the top, you get all pro, you're, you're recognized as one of the best. You've seen it. You want it. It's like a so for him, that's like times 100, right? He's Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP. Like, you got a great team, a great coach, a great system. I mean, this man threw for 40 touchdowns this year, 4,600 yards. Or 40, I mean, this guy is still one of the top five best quarterbacks in the league. And he showed it. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. When I... Watch them play, it looks fun, it looks easy, it looks simple. For sure, for sure, they look uh, like us last year. And um, man, when, you play, when you're in that point and you're playing in that, without confidence, your heart beats, for sure. There's Giannis Antetokounmpo. You're hard to beat for sure, talking about the Jazz and how well they're playing. Hey, Davis Vision, bringing you DJ and PK. Davis Vision's New Year's special continues through February. Save $1,000 off normal pricing now through the end of the month. Check them out now at davisvisionmd.com. Wouldn't you rather hear positive things from players than from the media, from angry ex-players who aren't in the spotlight anymore, who loathe everybody? And Giannis doesn't really have to suck up because now they played the Jazz twice, so he can say whatever. He's not going to see him for a year, probably. I guess there's always a chance they could meet in the finals, but... I want to hear the truth. I don't care what form it is. I want to hear that person's version of the truth. That's what I want to hear. And then I'll respond accordingly. So I don't want somebody buffaloing me either way. And that's the problem with the media today. Is buffaloing, I like it. Well, I was going to use another word. You're right. <laughs> And Yach would have to dump it. Yeah. So uh, I want to hear their version of the truth. I want to know what they really think. 
and then I'll respond. So uh, if uh, Antetokounmpo says what he says on that regard, I'm, f- I'm fine with it. And you guys did that on, on Sunday on television. You played a bunch of positive stuff. You're TV, so TV thrives on the positive. Uh, well, we played a bunch of negative stuff the week before, and then we're just the media, and we're bitter. Uh, I think TV's more. I think TV's viewed almost exclusively as entertainment. So I know you want to be taken seriously, but you saw that one guy who does the Nick Saban things. He did the interview of the. He did a parody of the print interview question, and then the TV interview question. Play that, Yach. That is so dang funny. (laughs) uh, So I think folks want to know what. What is the truth? That, that's what I think. That that's what we're all after. So, and I, why wouldn't Antetokounmpo say that? They just lost, uh, and for the second time in a row. And if I recall, it's hard to remember those games specifically, game in and game out, because there's so many of them coming at you so fast that the Jazz pretty much controlled that entire game against the Bucks, right? Yeah, I think they did. It was Miami that it was a bit of a struggle. And I, and I actually like to see that, man. That Miami game was good to see, good to good to watch them struggle. And even last night, you know, when the Sixers came out and just looked like it was Denver. Well, man, they seemed like in the first quarter they scored on virtually every possession. Yeah. Uh, and really for six minutes they did. I mean, it was, it, it was unbelievable how easy it was for them to get into the paint. And even then you sometimes miss shots, especially, you know, Gobert changing shots and all that. But it didn't happen. They just... They just hit everything. 24 points in six minutes, that's that's a pace you can't sustain. Yeah, and Simmons doesn't have a perimeter shot, but he's huge and can get to the bucket. And you never, you don't really know if he's left-handed or right-handed until he goes to the free-throw line. Uh, so uh, he took advantage of that, and good, good for them. And that was a great test. Uh, to me, I don't think that I've ever seen a Jazz team play with more confidence than this team has. Well, they got a ton of it. I mean, they had a ton of it when they were going to the finals. They did. They should have. But I don't think that they had more. When you know you've got all the answers, no matter what they do, we can counter it this way or that way. Well, it became obvious that right off the bat, all right, Clarkson's hot tonight. Yeah, that didn't take long. Yeah, I mean, didn't he hit his first four fours, if I remember? And our fours, our first four threes. They maybe should have got, been fours. Maybe he got fouled on all four. So yeah, he had uh, four four point plays. That would that be that would be incredible. Uh, so I mean, you're thinking, all right, he's got it going on because you know he's going to be able to drive to the hoop and contort to get you know ten or twelve points that way, right? And then if he's hitting his threes, well, then he's going to have a banner night, which is what he had, <laughs> right? Forty points. Hard not to call that a banner night. Yeah, and they were talking about when he got to tie uh, the three-point, and Thurl said he's got more in him. And I thought, yeah, not tonight, because he normally <laughs> isn't on the floor at that point. And sure enough, and, and Quinn Snyder actually addressed that. I think it was in your question he addressed yeah. that as far as, you know, people probably wondering, what am I doing? But that's the, the rhythm that we, I think he, that's the very word he used, the rhythm that we've gone with is we take him out at that point and the starters close the game. Uh, I've raised an eyebrow or two a time, a time or two on that, thinking, geez, man, he's your best offensive player right now, and you're taking him out. But the formula when you're winning 19 out of 20, 
is ridiculous to criticize because obviously it's working at such a high, high level. But when you saw him making those threes, you thought, all right, they may not win this game, but they're not going to get smoked and they're going to be right there and have the opportunity because he's hitting. And the other guys, they'll do their – Mitchell will do his thing at some point in the game. He may not have a great shooting night, but he'll have stretches where he's dominant. That's the great thing about him. He may not be dominant for all 40 or however many minutes he plays, 30, whatever, but you know there's going to be times he's going to be dominant, just like uh, Saturday, start of the second half. Yeah. <laughs> going to the hoop, bucket. Yeah. Going to the yeah. hoop, bucket. Ah, I'm feeling a three right now. Timeout. Right. right, and that was awesome to see. And so he takes a five-point lead and extends it immediately. So it seems like he does that just about every game, too. Not necessarily dominant the whole time. And, and I really like that he, he's not necessarily forcing it either because he realizes, hey, I've got guys. I've got dogs running with me, and I don't need to be the alpha all the time here and just take as many shots as possible because I got XYZ. Joe continues. Joe won't say it because it's not who he is, but Joe's playing the best basketball of his, of his life. At 33 years of age. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He literally, right now, during this stretch, particularly with Conley out, more opportunity, is playing the best basketball of his life. It's all coming together. He's surrounded by the players. He knows the most. Still, he's you know physically he's able to do it. At some point, that'll go away. Mentally, he knows more than he's ever known. And For sure, no matter yeah. what the defense throws at him, you know, when you're out there, I mean, you know, he wasn't playing the best basketball of his life at the start of last season, but he wasn't surrounded by guys who had all the answers. You know, there were and guys who... he wasn't who, sure of his role. Yeah, there were guys who couldn't make threes. There were guys who couldn't, uh, couldn't finish at the rim. And they didn't have Clarkson at the start of the season. And now he's surrounded by other guys who can make threes. So, hey, if it's not here for me, then it's there for somebody else. And he's always a willing passer. Yeah, so. I, just, I, I, I didn't want to say this, but I'm going to have to. There it is. Uh, last night I canceled my June vacation plans. <laughs> what about your July vacation plan? <laughs> but I need to see how far it's going to go. Okay. I don't know how far it's going to go. All right, DJ and PK, Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, coming up at 8.30. Andrew Greif, Clippers writer for the LA Times at 9.30. Jazz and the Clippers Wednesday and Friday in L.A. And which Clipper players are going to play and who's going to be healthy. Kawhi Leonard set out last night and... Paul George has been out for about a half dozen games now, and we'll get to that coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.